Hi, this is Jim Sheriff, and welcome to Contrary Evidence. This week, we're going to look at charter schools. The reported data on the effectiveness of charter schools is all over the map, and we will dig deeper to understand what we can learn from the results to date. Let's start with the definition of charter schools. A public charter school is a publicly funded school that is typically governed by a group or organization under a legislative contract, a charter, with a state, district, or other entity. When approving charter schools, public officials offer more freedom and less regulation to charter schools in exchange for greater accountability. Today, approximately 6% of school-aged children attend a charter school. This is a little over 3.3 million students. The number of charter schools has grown substantially over the past two decades, and we now have sufficient data to reach some conclusions on their effectiveness. There are several studies on the performance of charter schools as compared to traditional public schools, but it would be difficult to extract any clear fact-based conclusions. The data that is usually used to compare charter schools with traditional public schools relies mostly on standardized test comparisons between students in the two types of school systems. When using that comparison alone, there is not a big difference in the performance of charter schools versus traditional schools. The real measure of the effectiveness of a school is a before and after comparison. Unfortunately, we don't measure this consistently. Charter schools are usually approved in districts that are considered poor-performing. Students in these school districts are usually coming from poor socioeconomic backgrounds. When we look at the comparison data for students in these types of districts, the data is very clear. Charter schools outperform traditional public schools for students in the lowest socioeconomic quartile. In fact, in a recent Harvard study, Eighth grade students for this lower quartile had gained math and reading skills that placed them a full half year ahead of their traditional public school peers. Roughly one-third of all charter school students are black. The Harvard study showed that black students get the largest benefit from attending charter schools. Black eighth graders in charter schools are well over six months ahead of their public school counterparts. The differences in the effectiveness of charter schools for white children is also compelling. For Hispanic Americans and Asian Americans, there is really no difference in the performance of charter schools versus public schools. Lastly, the improvement in test scores of charter school students versus their traditional school peers is accelerating. Because of the accountability built into the charter school model, Poor-performing schools are shut down and students are moved to higher-performing schools. The criticism of charter schools falls into four major buckets. The first is the belief that charter schools cherry-pick the best students. Charter schools are generally forced to use lotteries to select students when demand exceeds supply. This eliminates direct cherry-picking. However, it would seem obvious that parents that push their children towards charter schools place more importance on education than parents that don't. This might result in charter schools getting students with more involved parents, which would clearly improve educational outcomes. The second criticism about charter schools is that they siphon funds away from traditional public schools. 
In reality, charter schools on average receive only 61% of the funding that goes to traditional public schools per student. On a per-student basis, the inclusion of charter schools increases the per-student funding for students in traditional public schools. The third criticism is that charter schools do not have the necessary programs for special education students. In fact, charter schools do not have adequate capacity for these types of students, and this does shift costs to traditional public schools. The fourth criticism is that charter schools are less stable. In the first 10 years of a charter school life, there is a 40% chance that it will fail and have to close. This is slightly higher than the average failure rate of nonprofit organizations in general. Although charter schools are almost always run by nonprofit organizations, it is worthwhile to compare their failure rate to businesses in general. New businesses have a 65% failure rate in their first 10 years. Charter schools, like businesses, are competing for their very existence. This does lead to less stability, but it also leads to a faster rate of educational innovation. Even with the studies that have been performed, we still don't know if charter schools can be a significant driver in improved educational outcomes. We don't know how well the model will scale. We don't know how well traditional public schools can adapt to declining enrollment with so many fixed costs. We do have some examples demonstrating the scalability of charter schools. Six major U.S. cities have a charter school penetration rate of over 40%. New Orleans has moved to a virtually all-charter school system. Since Katrina wiped out the traditional public school system, New Orleans has shifted more and more students towards charter schools. Test scores and graduation rates are up, and parents credit the new system. However, New Orleans still suffers from major disparities between the charter schools, with 70% of schools being graded as a C or lower in terms of educational performance. Lastly, we don't know the lifetime impact of charter schools on students. Is there a meaningful impact on the students' future economic status? We will need more time to answer this question. Although charter school teachers in most states have the right to unionize, the percentage of charter school teachers in unions is less than half of public school peers. Unions in general, and public employee unions in particular, are often major inhibitors to innovation and change. Teachers unions have been vocal critics of the expanded use of charter schools, and they have fought the move to year-round schooling. Expanding the use of charter schools will give elected officials a better negotiating hand to drive change in public schools. My conclusion about charter schools is that they look promising, but we still need more data and more long-term experience. We should not allow pressure from teachers' unions to restrict charter school expansion. We should put considerable effort to find better ways to measure the educational impacts of all schools so that we can make better decisions for our kids. Lastly, we should consider requiring charter schools to move to a year-round model in order to determine if this will result in significantly improved outcomes. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell your friends and family about this series, and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the newest episodes. Have a good week and talk to you soon.